ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Ladies, welcome back. I have loved chatting about homeschooling with you on these past few episodes of the No Higher Calling podcast. Um, I promise I'm not going to make this podcast all about homeschooling, even though I totally could, because it is a passion of my heart and it is such a integral part of our life and our family and how I spend my days. Um, But I know that not everybody homeschools, not everybody is here for homeschool content. And honestly, I don't think I could ever lock myself into one specific topic because I just love having the freedom of talking about anything and everything that the Lord puts on my heart. Um, So as you can see from the titles of the podcast episodes, it is usually just about as varied as it can get. You're going to get all kinds of different content on the podcast, which is neat because it has made the podcast um, a blessing to really people of all different seasons of life, all different, um, you know, family dynamics. I've got single women. I've got married women. I've got, um, you know, women of all ages, kids, no kids. Um, I've got teenage girls that listen to my podcast. So, um, you know, just a, a broad variety of listeners. And I enjoy providing a broad hopefully feast of topics and information to cover. It keeps it interesting for me and I hope it keeps it interesting for you. Uh, But every now and then I kind of get on a little hobby horse and I really wanted to back to back these few episodes about homeschooling just because we're coming into school season and all of that. Everybody's all abuzz about back to school. If you're in the States, if you're in Australia, like me, um, or maybe other places around the world even. I I have listeners from all over the world. Uh, Maybe you're not back to school. Australia's school year actually starts in January, so we're like halfway through our school year. So um, there's not a like new excitement for us, but I love homeschooling, so I I could always talk about it. Um, I'm really trying to put on some new uh, content on our YouTube channel. You just search No Higher Calling. You can be sure to subscribe there so you don't miss but I'm going to be trying to put on some more homeschooling content on there. I'm actually going to refer to a video that I've done uh, in this episode, so I can, uh, you'll, I'll share that later, and you can find that down in the link. Um, but be sure to subscribe so you can get all of that. Um, and so I, I am going to try to be a little more uh, posting on the YouTube channel specifically about homeschooling. I don't want to tie up too many podcast episodes uh, in a row here. So this will be the last one after this little, you know, three episode tangent on homeschooling. It'll show up again because it's just our life and this podcast is an overflow of my life, but we'll give it a break for a little while. But on this episode, I want to specifically address the topic of homeschooling with toddlers and babies because I get asked about this all the time because I fit all categories. I am homeschooling, I have a toddler, and I have a baby. Um, So people ask me, like, how do you do that? To be perfectly honest with you, 
I don't have like a perfectly curated answer that has stood the test of time. A lot of this is things that we're currently trying and if it's not working, then we, you know, tweak it and fix. And, you know, but that is one of the beauties of homeschooling is that whether it's babies and toddlers, whether it's your first grader, whether it's your 12th grader, um, you make it work for you. That is one of the things that I love about this form of education is it is perfectly tailored to to the family, to the mama, to the children. Um, and you know what? Homeschooling might look a little bit different even from child to child within your home, depending on their strengths, their weaknesses, their needs. Um, seasons of life tend to tweak that a little bit. So I feel like we're always tweaking. Um, we're always, you know, figuring out something new, something that might work better, something that isn't really working. And that's where we're at right now with homeschooling with babies and toddlers. But I have learned some things that have been very helpful that I have been implementing that has made this just a little more practical in my season and in my life and that allows me to do both and to try to find peace and grace um, in all of it. So homeschooling with babies and toddlers. I have four children, in case you're new to the podcast, give you a little bit of context. Um, My oldest is six. My son is, goodness, I'm recording this early. I'm not sure when this comes out. He might be five by the time this comes out. No, I'm looking at my lineup. He'll be almost five. Um, And then I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and I am currently halfway through my pregnancy with baby number five. Um... But my oldest is technically in first grade. There's a whole story behind that, but she's in first grade. And um, my son is not officially really in anything. Well, I guess maybe you'd consider it kindergarten. By the Aussie calendar, he's not yet. We'll enroll him in January. I guess American calendar, he would be starting kindergarten, but he's, he's beyond kindergarten because he sits in with big sister. Um, we, if you've heard in the other episodes, we do kind of a unit study style approach to homeschooling and really homeschooling is not like school is not a very uh, compartmentalized part of our life. We have just embraced a lifestyle of learning, which means that it, it really just kind of flows into everything. And it also means that it impacts everyone within our home. All that to say, my older two are the ones that are a little more actively engaged with school. Definitely my oldest. My second really just is in step with sister. So it's it's the toddler and it's the baby that I've kind of kind of navigate things through. Um, so a couple things that I have found that have really, really, really helped us with working through this. And you know, the funny thing is, I think a lot of people feel more daunted about the baby than the toddler. I have found the baby is not the problem, um, especially when they're little. Um, so in, in the newborn season, which I've really only like homeschooled with a newborn uh, one time because of my daughter, my oldest age. Um, and there was that first, I mean, we took off a little while just because again, we're homeschooling and we can, we can make our schedule fit what we need it to. You have nine months of pregnancy to prepare. So if you need to get ahead so you can take off, do so. We took off those first few weeks. Um, then after that, a lot of homeschooling happened while I was on the couch nursing a baby or, you know, whatever. It just, it didn't have to um, be as structured as normal. It didn't have to be at the table like we normally do. Um, the kids sat on the living room floor 
and did their work while I was sitting on the couch. Um, while I was recovering, while I was nursing, we did a lot more reading in that season. Um, you know, we, we slacked off of maybe the workbook for just a, a couple weeks and just did a lot more read alouds. Um, so that was tweaked. So that's kind of the newborn season and branching into baby, baby season. Um, I just, I wore her a lot. Um, I put her in a little bouncy seat beside us. Um, you know, babies nap a lot so I could just plan things around that. But I feel like she was pretty easily contented and she was a a pretty content baby. So maybe if you have a, a different, you know, mannered baby, it would be a little difficult. Um, but she just kind of just was there doing whatever we were doing. And there was often times where I had a book in one hand and a baby in the other hand, and we just rolled with it. Then once she could sit up, my favorite milestone that babies hit is when they can sit up because it's not like, oh no, they're going to be into everything like it is with crawling and walking. But it is a milestone that like so much of their world opens up. Uh, they, they play better. They enjoy bath time so much more. So when she's sitting, you know, then I can put her on a little blanket and have her toys there right beside us. And she's playing more. Um, you know, then when she started crawling and walking, that was a little more difficult. But we just, I mean, we try to keep our home in a way that I don't have to worry too much about what she's getting into. As we're homeschooling now in Australia, a lot of our school either happens in our family room or in our kitchen. Um, usually when school's happening in the kitchen, it's over snack time or something. So baby's in the high chair toddlers in the chair um or if we're in the family room um we have a lot of their activities there so let me transition into talking about some of our activities so I did a whole YouTube video showing you a glimpse into the bookshelf that we have in our family room that bookshelf makes me so happy I love that piece of furniture and everything it contains. I love finding good resources. I have worked very hard at in at being able to invest in good resources. You know, um, funds are limited. And so you really have to choose what you want to spend your money on. And a lot of people have asked like, oh, you know, your kids don't have hundreds and thousands of toys. Um, no, they, we haven't chosen to invest in that. We've chosen um, to invest in very specific uh, resources and activities and toys and things that my children go back to again and again. Because we found after really, I guess the first two, we had all these toys that they never touched or that they only touched to like dump out of a crazy jumbled up toy box and then it just sat on the floor until mommy came and cleaned it all up. Um, so we really kind of switched gears and started investing in the things that you will see in that YouTube video um, in our bookshelf. So in the bookshelf, on the lower shelf, we have different drawers. We've got things like Mr. Potato Head. We've got a drawer of food toys. We've got some little people. Um, we do have a drawer of like baby, baby toys. And then we have a drawer of magnetiles. Magnetiles has been something that we really have invested in. My kids love those. They go back to them again and again, and they play with them for more than five seconds, which is a win-win if you're trying to homeschool with toddlers and babies. Um, then we have several shelves of just kid books. My kids love looking at books. I'll link this episode in the show notes, encouraging your kids to love books. 
you need your kids to like books for so many reasons, but this is one. My toddler loves to just sit and flip through books and look at pictures. We have a lot of Usborne books. Um, so they have flaps. She loves the flaps. Those keep her engaged for a while. We do have some more engaging activity type books from Usborne. We have like a grocery one where it has um, little felt, like a felt shopping cart and a felt... Um, shelf and then it has little um felt like foods and things you can put the food in the shopping cart you can okay well the cupcakes need to go on this shelf in the bakery so she can find the cupcakes and things like that that keep her engaged but she loves books um so i'll link that down in the comments we've got their books um then on the upper shelves i have some activities for my older ones i do have a whole drawer though that's activities specifically for my toddler so these are a little more PC things that really the baby can't play with yet because she puts them in her mouth. Um, and, and I'll talk a little bit about our schedule in a minute, how I kind of finagle that to best fit the season of having a baby and a toddler. But there is a time during our homeschool day where the baby is napping and I have my toddler. Um, so she, that's when she gets her special activities. The only time we play with these activities are during this time of day. So it keeps them fresh. It keeps them exciting. Um, and, you know, we've got things like counting bears. We've got um, little magnetic... Um, you know, Melissa and Doug, it's like a little skeleton. You can put the different body parts on there. Um, goodness, we've, we've just all kinds of things. I can't think of them all right now, but you can check out that YouTube video and you can see all that there in the comments of that YouTube video. I have tried to link almost everything I referenced, which was quite the job, but I think I got most of it covered. Um, so you can find that on there. But keeping these activities that keep them interested and engaged has been helpful. Um, we've got, you know, Play-Doh and different arts and crafts supplies, things like that. They, they keep her engaged, keep her interested throughout our homeschool day. So um, let's see. We've talked about activities. Let me talk about your schedule a little bit. So I'm, I've shared in the previous episode kind of what our day looks like. I'm going to recap that really quick, highlighting that from the aspect of why we've chosen it to do the way we do, specifically because I am homeschooling with a toddler and with a baby. So um, our school day usually starts about 9 o'clock, and we start that with 30 minutes of Bible time. Um so, and, and I shared again in the last episode of why this is a little more time structured, so you can go catch all of that. But we do 30 minutes of Bible time. Bible time is very inter interactive, very engaging. Um, so my toddler, I really encourage her to participate. 30 minutes is not that long for her. She's used to sitting that long. She sits in church with us, so she's used to sitting a lot longer. Um, we read a lot, so this has been something that we've been training. She can last more than five minutes in a chair. But it's not like she's just sitting there the whole time listening to me lecture. Our Bible time is very engaging. And I vary it up. There are times where I'm reading from the Bible or I'm reading from some of the books that we're using, but those are like, I try to keep those about five minutes. Really, almost every five minutes, we're changing up what we're doing in our Bible time. So we usually start with prayer. We pray for a missionary. Um, I get them involved. I get them engaged in that. Raise your hand if you know what missionary we're praying for this month. Raise your hand if you know what country they serve in. Um, can you run over to the map and point to, you know, Chile or whatever? Um, 
So they're moving, they're involved, they're engaged. Then we have our prayer time. Then we sing. We love involving some of our little instruments. You know, we've got little shaker eggs. We've got little kid instruments. So the toddler loves that. She's, you know, over there with her little maracas singing her song. Um, You know, and then maybe we'll work on scripture memory for a few minutes. Scripture memory. I have a whole episode coming soon on memorizing scripture and how we've made that a part of our home. Um, But that's very engaging. We're standing up. We're doing hand motions. We're currently working on learning the armor of God. So it's, you know, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And we, you know, do our muscles uh, with our arms and in the power of his might, um, you know. So we're doing a lot of motions. We're doing that. Then we might sit down and have a little reading. So I try to change it up. So we're doing something engaging, up and down, singing, moving, and then we read. Um, you know, we might read five minutes from from a scripture passage that we're working on. We may uh, read five minutes. We're working through Answers in Genesis, um, some of their stuff with the kiddos. I'm currently using my uh, Kids of Character cards with the kids. So maybe it's five minutes or so of going through a character trait. I try to be very animated. Um, just the other day, we were doing a Kids of Character card. We were talking about holy. We were talking about Daniel. So I was trying to be very involved and engaged. And, you know, I called my son up. Okay, you're going to be Daniel. All right, girlies, come up here. You're going to be the other Israelite boys who did not purpose in their heart, you know. Um, and so so it's uh, we're role-playing this. We're moving. We're engaged. So that's for 30 minutes. That's kind of what it looks like. Um, you know, we love to, we've been working on learning our books of the Bible. So when we do it, we don't just sit there and say it. We stand up, you know, stand up for Genesis, sit down, Exodus, stand up Leviticus. So we're up and down. So that tends to keep the toddler very tracking with us because it's fun. We're moving, we're singing, we're enjoying all of that. And at this time, um, the baby is just kind of having a free for all. She knows the little drawers on the bottom, um, have her toys in them. So she's getting those out. She's playing. She's on my lap. She's down. Um, you know, she's the other day we were doing our books of the Bible and I had her up, you know, and when the kids stood, I raised her up in the air and the down up and down. And, um, so that's what Bible time looks like for us. Then we transition. The baby goes down for a nap at 9.30. So she naps from 9.30 to 11. So I know this is my window um, where I'm going to get some of the more meat of our school lessons done. Um, And I don't mean meat as in like more important. Obviously, the Bible time is the most important time of our day. Um, But I mean some of those harder subjects. You've got your math, your language arts, things like that. So by this time... um, I'm working really specifically for the next 45 minutes. We do language arts. I'm working with specifically my oldest, um, but my son is kind of in and out and in and out depending on what we're working on. Um, but the toddler, she gets to play. So this is when she gets her activity box. And I don't even give her the whole box. You know, I pick one or two things out. We rotate through so that it's not, I found my kids get very overwhelmed if they have like a whole box or a whole toy box full of things. It's better if I, if we kind of like pace that, um, they seem to actually play with it better. So the toddler's usually playing. Um, and, and it seems like after, if she's really engaged in the Bible time, she's ready to settle down a little bit. Um, so she's kind of doing that. And playing, um, my son, there are times like, okay, we're, we're memorizing poetry. He's involved in that. Even the toddler hops in on that one. Um, my daughter is currently, uh, reading Aesop's fables aloud to us as part of her literature practice. So the toddler comes over and listens to the story. But again, I'm kind of spursing that out, um, between, you know, okay, so we're going to all read the story together. 
And then that now we're going to work, I'm going to work on my oldest with her grammar review. Um, we usually all start the language art session together. We turn on some classical music. The kids are working on their handwriting. That gives me a little bit of time while I know that they're seated working on their handwriting papers, the older two, um, that I can put the baby on for a nap, get her diaper changed, all of that, get the toddler set up with her activity. Then that's kind of when we go back and forth. And my son hops in and out too. He starts with handwriting. I usually transition into maybe some spelling with my daughter while he goes and he can look at books. So we have tons of books on our shelves. He would sit there for hours and look, but he might be looking at a book that I'm going to call him back up as we go through our, you know, uh, sound letter sounds. Um, then he's going to get to go back while I work on grammar with my daughter. Um, then, you know, we're going to transition. We're going to, we're going to play like a word game. We're going to play zonk. We're going to play, um, hangman, something like that. And so sometimes when it's a little more involved and it's a game and we're a little more lively, the toddler's kind of, you know, around in and out. Um, but usually for the most part, she kind of just does her activity. Um, and that's, so that gets us through language arts. Now, after language arts, uh, we have a 30 minute outside time for the kids. Now they all have to go outside. Sometimes they don't want to, but I just, if, if you don't want, then you can get a book and you can sit on the back porch and look at it, but you're getting outside for 30 minutes and almost a hundred percent of the time, even if they were a little resistant they're you know, two seconds and they're on the slide, but it's good for them. It's good for them to get out by that time. Uh, we're currently in winter. Um, but usually by that time it's warmer, you know, Australian winter by, by 10 o'clock, it's usually like, you know, mid fifties pushing 60. So they throw on a coat, they go outside for 30 minutes and that is my 30 minutes to kind of take a breath and regroup after the early morning things. Um, I usually kind of tidy up Bible language art stuff, transition into what the, the next portion of our day is going to hold. And oftentimes this is my time to get my cup of tea and um, do my devotions because the kids do get up at seven. I really just can't get up before seven right now. Sometimes I, I get up at 645 and so I can um, spend some time with the Lord then. Um, but just being pregnant and in the season of life, I just, I can't seem to keep my eyes open. Even if I get up early, it's just, I, I'm in this like days and it does nothing. So I found that this is a really good time of day for me to spend my time with the Lord. So I go out to the kitchen table. I've got my tea. I can see the kids right outside the window. We have a fenced in backyard. So I know they're completely safe. I'm, I'm literally watching them through the window. Um, so that's a blessing. I didn't have that in the States. I couldn't just turn them loose outside. Um, so that's been really nice that I can do that here. Um, but I spend my time with the Lord about 30 minutes, um, probably not quite 30 minutes, um, because the next thing that we do is I call them in and that's when we do our unit study. Um, usually almost like 98% of the time the unit study is from gather around homeschool, which is what we are currently doing, currently, um, learning about dinosaurs. So they come in, um, and it's also snack time. So I will, you know, that's why I said it's almost 30 minutes from my quiet time. Um, I'm also prepping their snack at that last few minutes. Um, but that has been such a blessing for me personally. The baby's still napping. The older three are outside, running off energy, playing, enjoying the sunshine. And I can have a few quiet moments in the morning. Now, we've worked super, super hard to have a quiet time in the afternoon. I'll link down a podcast episode I did on that. I talk about that in the last episode a little bit. So that's really my kind of like 
refreshing time between morning and evening. Um, and that's about an hour and a half. So that's not always just sitting and reading. Sometimes that is, you know, prepping food or, or whatever the day brings. Uh, but that's like the big chunk of kind of quiet and rest. Uh, but it's been really good for me to implement this little bit into the morning time. Um, and, and it's great for the kids. They love being outside. So like I said, they come back in. By this time, the toddler's a bit winded. She's burned a lot of energy. Um, Even really the other kids, they're ready to settle down. And the way we schedule out our morning, I have about 15, or no, I'm sorry, I have about 30 minutes before the youngest wakes up. Um, So they start by eating their snack, and that's when I read my teacher reading portion. So I read while they munch on their snack. The toddler is perfectly entertained because she's got her snack. All the kids are entertained. So they tend to listen very well. Um, then while she's finishing up her snack, uh, the way Gather Rounds is written, their lowest unit has a coloring sheet that goes along with every lesson. So my son has his coloring sheet. I usually copy that for the toddler. So once they finish their snack, at that point, usually I'm done with the reading and I'm transitioning into doing some of the worksheets with my oldest Um, My son also has usually one worksheet beyond his coloring sheet that he does. So while I'm working with them, getting them through that, the toddler is working on her coloring sheet. Um, Usually by that time, so our our unit study time is about 45 minutes. Um, The first 30, the baby's still napping. Usually that last 15 is when the baby gets up. So while they're coloring their sheets, finishing up their worksheets, I bring the baby out, put her in her high chair. That's when she gets her snack. Again, she's perfectly content because she's eating snack. Um, And Gather Round incorporates on their app a lot of YouTube video links that are supplemental to the lessons that you learn about. We don't always do those. And we just wrapped up studying about South America. So we usually watch a lot of those uh, when we're doing the country studies or the continent studies um, because it's just, it opens up um, geography so much more when you can actually visualize it. So depending on the unit, we may do more or less of that. Um, But dinosaurs, we've been doing a little bit of that. So if they're done with their worksheets and we're waiting on baby to kind of finish her snack, that's when usually that last 10 minutes or so, I will pull out my computer and we will watch a few of those videos. Um, so again, the toddler is perfectly entertained during that. And so is the baby. So after that, we transition into math. So at this point, the toddler and the baby, they usually just play together. Um, I, I do math a little bit one-on-one with my kids. So my oldest, we use the good and the beautiful math. It has like a lesson and then it has a review portion, an independent review. So my daughter actually starts with the independent review while I work with my son. He's doing the kindergarten math from the good and the beautiful. And it takes us like 10 minutes. So I work through that um, with him, and then he's good to go. He can go play for a little bit. Again, because we've kind of structured our morning this way, by that point, he's ready to have some free time and just do his own thing, whatever he wants to do. Um, Often he joins in with the two little ones and plays with them. While I go check my daughter's independent review, we finish up on doing her actual lesson portion, And that's our 30 minutes of math. Um, Then we usually have about 30 minutes of morning basket time. So by this time, it's like, I think it's noon in in our little schedule. Um, But this is where we just cycle through our morning basket routine and our different things. I reference a lot of that, talk about that more in the last episode. So you can go check that out. Um, But we go through a morning basket. And I try to have some of those resources 
um, be books that that the little ones would be interested in too. So we have the storybook orchestra. So those are not like little baby picture books, but they have music throughout. So my toddler loves that. Even the baby, she just sit and push the buttons over and over. Um, so they love that. So again, I'm changing up. I'm doing a book that they really enjoy. And then maybe we read a chapter from our, from story of the world, our history book. Um, then maybe we are going to sing a song or sing our continents or sing our planets. And then we're going to, um, you know, read from our read aloud or something like that. Oftentimes, if I spend our morning basket time kind of switches between being like that, working through several of our resources as we cycle through, or we are we just focus on the read aloud that we're currently doing, which right now we're reading Heinz Feet on high places. So sometimes I just, hey, the whole 30 minutes is just going to Heinz Feet. Um, and during that time, I will pull out one of the more like activity based things, um, or like engaging toys. So magnetiles often come out during read aloud. All four of my kids love magnetiles. They're building quietly while I'm reading. Um, and then after that we transition and we have about 10 or 15 minutes where I turn on some fun music or maybe a patch the pirate and they are going to tidy up that family room, um, because it really does not get touched until that point. You know, somebody asked me like, how do you manage all the messes? Well, I've just accepted that that room is going to be messy um, from point A to point B, but at point B, it's going to get a refresh and we're going to clean it up. So they tidy up that room. We kind of move our things back as we've pulled everything out for school. Um, we put everything back where it goes. I file papers. I go out. I start lunch. And then we eat lunch by about 1230 or 1245. Um, but that is pretty much our homeschool day. After lunch, um, the the little two usually go down for a nap about 1.30. Um, and everybody else has quiet time. My son looks at books in his bedroom. Oftentimes that means he's going to fall asleep after 30 minutes. Um, my oldest, she has a few school things that she works through at the beginning of afternoon, but then she just gets some free time. She goes outside or, you know, whatever she wants to do. And that's my time to just do whatever I want to put into my quiet time. I'm not going to take too much time talking specifically about quiet time. Um, but that's pretty much what the day looks like. So it's some takeaways from that. Why, why did I share the rundown again of our day when I kind of already shared that in the episode before? Specifically talking about babies and toddlers, I have learned that it's when my baby is napping that that's when I need to take advantage of me getting in my quiet time and of us really getting in a subject that requires us to dig in and to not be distracted as much as possible, you know, within reason. There's always distractions. Um, but that's kind of why I've planned our day the way we have. And then I, I'm trying to change it up between something very engaging and interactive and then something more quiet. And then they're outside. And then we come in and we sit down and listen to our lesson while we have snack. And then we transition to math and then the little two are getting to play. So that's why I kind of keep the day moving in that rhythm. I've just found that it works really, really well um, for, for all of us all of us, it has helped so much to have a schedule like that. And you know, when I first started homeschooling, I thought I am not going to have a schedule. We're not going to have a routine. We're just going to take it as the day comes because isn't that one of the wonderful things about homeschooling? You have the freedom to do that. And for some people that works, that works great. Um, and for a time it did for us, but I really found, especially my oldest, she needed to know what was coming next. That helped her 
right? She's just got a logical brain and it helped her to know and to prepare herself for that. Um, but the longer we've done that, the more I've realized it has just been a blessing to all of us to know what's coming next, to keep moving through our day and just to keep things moving smoothly together. And I was uh, seeing another homeschool mom that was talking recently and she was just saying that like mornings do not work for them at all. They have a very slow and leisurely morning. Maybe they have tea, maybe they read. It's very, very calm. But then their afternoon is the heavy, heavy bulk of their schooling. Or um, one lady I saw who was saying that the only times they do school are during the little one's nap times. And then they actually do some school in the evening once daddy's home and can help with the little ones. Uh, find what works for you. Again, that is one of the joys and privileges of homeschooling. Um, for me, those morning hours are just the best time to tackle the school day. And then from, from really lunch on, like I said, my, my daughter has a few more independent things. She does a little bit of typing. Um, you know, she might work on some of her piano theory. She has some reading, but a lot of that she can kind of do on her own. Um, really our day starts slowing down and becomes a lot more about free time and play and outside that whole second half of the day. Um, and, and I, I like that because it's, Focus our schooling into a chunk. And then, you know, we have just the rest of the day to do really whatever. We have the freedom. If, you know, we want to go to the park. I don't feel like I'm like I'm straggling and trying to catch up and, oh, we've got to squeeze something into every minute because it's planned. We've got it good to go and it's rolling forward. And one other thing I'll share about uh, toddlers and babies and, and I've heard this from so many other people, but if you can really try to have like a one-on-one -on -one connection with them um, in the morning before you start kind of the variety of things throughout the day, that that can really be helpful for them. Um, if you feel like they are always needy, they're always demanding your attention, they're always pulling on your leg, um, maybe... Just try to sit down for five minutes, 10 minutes, read a book together, um, play something together, do something that's you and them. And it, it like, it fills their love tank and then they're good to go. Um, then, then they're fine. Then they want to go off and play on their own or play with their sibling or whatever. Um, but I've been trying to be better about that. Um, because like I said, because the morning is just my go time, I tend to just steamroll ahead into the day. Um, but I've been trying, my daughter practices her piano for 30 minutes before we jump into our school day. So I've been trying as I'm working on getting her a little more independent at that. And then being able to spend that time with the little two, um, you know, maybe, maybe I'm still sitting on the couch so I can help my daughter stay on track and let her know what's coming up next. But in between that, we're reading a book. Uh, I'm reading a book with the little ones. We're trying to have that connecting time where it's just me and them, because I do feel like that is one of the tricks with toddlers, not even necessarily babies, because babies are just kind of demanding in their own unique sense. But toddlers, sometimes they're just there. You know, they're not babies anymore, but they're not your school age kids. So they just kind of exist. And I really don't want that for her. I want her to feel just as much a part as everybody else. Um, not like she's just, you know, getting pushed to the side so that we can get the school done with the kiddos. So as much as I can, I try to bring her into that, keep her involved, keep her present. Um, that's one reason why I love the unit study style approach because we're already all learning together. Hey, she's just there eating snack and, and she picks up so much more than I would ever have thought uh, to, to expect from her. 
Not that I'm even expecting her to get anything. I mean, she's three. She's just there because she's eating her snack. Uh, but she learns so, so much. And that's great. I love that. I love that, you know, she can participate and chime in on the conversation when we're telling daddy all about what we learned um, at dinner. I love that she has a say in that, that she can show him her little picture she colored. And um, so anyway, those are some ways that I have tried to make it smooth homeschooling with a toddler and a baby. If you have ideas, I would love to hear from you. Um, Because again, it's a work in progress and I love gleaning from other women. So engage with me on social media. You can find me um, on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can email me at nohighercallingpodcast at gmail.com. But for those of you who are really needing some direction or some ideas on this topic, hopefully something that I shared will just make a light bulb go off for you and be like, aha, maybe that would work for our family. So I look forward to joining you ladies back in next week's episode. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.